1: The Dave Damaschek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com
2: slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
1: Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damaschek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're ready to roll. Why? Because football season proper is over with. That means... It's Tamashek season because that's when we focus on the game of life, not just the game of football. Well, to be fair, we kind of talk about the game of life in, in autumn as well, but now we really turn it up and focus on all things. Maybe we'll even get into some NBA because of the person seated to my immediate left here is a wonk on that. Well, he's, he's knowledgeable on just about everything. He is the 21st century Renaissance statement. man. Well, listen, what is, is and I'll, and you'll bite your tongue until I finish. First of all, I want you to go back. Nay, I demand you go back and listen to the conversation that uh, I had with Reggie Wayne earlier this week, uh, newest member of the Colts Ring of Honor. Just great stuff. I mean, really dynamite, really funny stuff. But um, we go through a couple of the most memorable plays of his career. Obviously, first-person account adds great detail to some plays that you already are familiar with, even more so after you listen to 87 talk about him. And then uh, his draft day experience. This is one of the greatest things we've stumbled into doing is taking out the list of guys drafted at his position before him and having him go through all those things. We've done it with Maurice Jones-Drew, Malcolm Jenkins, now Richard. You made MJD cry. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's just like, the literally, best. Literally, Reggie Wayne's stuff is the best. Right. his Maurice's is maybe. Oh, I don't know which ones. Which one's more compelling? They're both pretty good. But re, what's great about Reggie Wayne's account of the 2001 draft? He's drafted at the back end of OT one in the first round. Five receive wide receivers come off the before. But he said before we started. Well, I could name them. I, I, I know who they all are, where they went. I could tell you what position, what number they went. These things, Uh, he, he's in the ring of honor. Presumably he's going to get a gold jacket at some point. Uh,
2: seems to be the best fuel.
1: Yeah, it is. But he he just, I mean, basically just announced, yeah, I, when that happened, I put a chip on my shoulder. Then then I knew I had to get, what did he go, 31? He said, I knew those other 30 teams. I had to make them pay. And they, he did. They had to pay for the rest he of He went it. 30. 30. He's so he's like yeah, the 29, 29, 29 other teams. All right. Well, you hear is oh one more thing. Uh, this guy. I think it Powell. was when,
2: by the way. I think it was when you brought up Lendale White. That's when Maurice actually started crying. <laughs> legitimately started crying. He was so upset at the lack of work ethic from Lendale White through the whole process. Check
1: that one hurt my feelings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He got that upset. <laughs> a USC guy. I mean, hey, look, arguably the greatest zone-blocking scheme runner in college football history. But at the same time, as Maurice says, the man did nothing. I watched him go through the draft process. He did nothing. Sorry. I have uh, sidetracked this off. So
1: it, was a, uh, so it was a weight gain issue? Is that what stopped him? Because I did think he – and actually he did have one good – NFL season, at least in terms of getting into the end zone, uh, did with the Titans, yeah, yeah. Anywho. Um, Another guy from uh, the Titans past that I want to kibitz about. We'll get into him and his uh, current comp out there in the uh, 2018 draft. But uh, another thing I wanted to mention, too. Uh, Adam Carolla and I go on uh, Carolla Show, com. Track that one down. Download it on iTunes, all that. I'm on there every day in a segment we call Good Sports. We do about 10 minutes. We do all, – all this week we did um, Winter Olympics talk pretty much, or that was the main focus – And uh, it will surprise no one who knows Adam Carolla that uh, he was hysterical about a a couple of things. Now, one of his – our mutual friend, Adam Carolla, is uh – the mutual friend of Adam Kroll and mine is seated to my immediate left here. He is one half of the greatest radio show in all of the land. Petros and Money available on AM570 if you're in Los Angeles. Otherwise, track it down. On iHeartRadio, he's one half of the Game Theory and Money podcast here at uh, NFL Media. Track that down. On That's my favorite podcast. It's, it's my favorite. It's positively brilliant. It I is is my love favorite the insights. Henry, My Hank has turned
3: into
2: Julia Child.
1: Henry, your mates, <laughs> your colleagues are, are quite talented. Sam. Then what? again, there's that pot-bellied buffoon. One quarter stick. Why butter? are you? Why are you on his program all the time? He's rubbish. Some all-spice? Dame Shek, I believe his name is <laughs> Dame Dame sheck I don't care for his way. Can't you visit with Matt Money Smith and Cynthia Freeland more more regularly? It, All right, here he is.
2: It is my favorite podcast, mum.
1: <laughs> Scottish. Name. Yeah, now he is. All right, here he is. Yes. Matt Money Smith. What's the poop, fella? Uh I, I don't know if
2: I've ever told this story on this, and I'll keep it brief, on this particular uh, show. I believe you and I have talked about it before, but you mentioned our mutual friend Adam Carolla. I always, because of the extreme success that he has experienced and something that I uh, knew way back when was coming his way. Uh, I was around Adam when he first – Got on the radio. Uh, we both worked at the same place, K-Rock, where Jimmy Kimmel was. Jimmy brought him in to be a, a bit part. Uh, Talk
1: about a great story. On
2: the That's Bean.
1: The, the story of Carolla's... Yes,
2: uh, the uh, boxing coach yeah. and Jimmy's... Uh, anyway, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I'll just give you my personal experience with Adam. I can still remember uh, Adam was working as a carpenter uh, and doing the comedy and writing and trying to break in, and he had... I'm going to say it was probably about a 1985, and you know how, how deep, and anybody that knows Ace knows how much he loves cars, and he is a car collector, and, I mean, he's got millions of dollars worth of cars now. But his vehicle, his commuter vehicle that he drove every single day was an 84 Supra that the I 84, 85-ish Toyota Supra, right? So it's like, yeah, I don't have money to buy one of these nice sports cars, but, hey, I still like sports cars, so I'm going to drive this Supra around even though I'm a carpenter and my tools are in the back. The hydraulics um, were broke on the hatch, so when he lifted the back gate up, he had to slam a two-by-four underneath the <laughs> window in order to hold it up. And I remember he and I were sitting kind of in the little uh, hole of the back of that hatchback sucking on some heaters, lamenting the lack of success that we were experiencing while Kevin and Bean were making millions. Uh, yet here you are, Ace, doing all the comedy with Bircham. Writing all this great stuff, and and we're sitting in the back of a busted up Toyota Supra, smoking discount cigarettes because we can't afford ah, Marlboro Lights. A Supra,
1: uh, ironically <laughs> named for uh, for the quality of a car. There you it is. Um, one thing we did, Kibitz, about uh, money that uh, well, I hope everybody will get a kick out of. You should go back, like I say, and dig it up. Oh, the uh, I brought back uh, Creep of the Week, actually, on uh, Friday's show. Week. So uh, make sure you check that out. It is Winter Olympics uh, focused, but he brought up, uh, uh, not surprisingly, something that I've looked at many times, but never considered it from this angle, is fencing. He's, ah, has there ever been a uh, an event that has so much promise that is so disappointing for <laughs> what it should be versus <laughs> what it is? Uh, a true uh, duel. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is absolutely true that those guys, when you watch the fencing, first of all, we're do- you know, you can't even tell who gets it. You go, you know, Oh, two guys are going to sword fight? I'm in, you know, but then it's those skinny ones, and They're they have the little, each other on
2: the sides, a little then, sensor yeah.
1: thing, and oh, did he get a point? Like you hear boop, and what, Wait, who even got that one? And why? And then we stumbled into why do they all have to wear that that outfit? You don't. There's no obligation. You play golf, you dress how you want. I mean, there's a uniform, but why is everybody even foes? Why are the foes in the same uniform? If you wrestle you wear your nation's colors. So then, this led to a, a just a banner idea, which is each nation should be should uh, within the parameters of their cultural history be required to dress in in one of those fashions Ooh. and use that type of sword. So, like. Um,
2: So, are we, is is Team USA in like revolutionary garb back when we had like a saber?
1: Yes, with the tall black boots like up
2: over your knees. So, you roll out looking like William Prescott and you're out there with your longs. I got you. Yes. I did that for you, Eddie. That's your Boston reference. That would be
1: a good one. The, uh, then like, and then uh, Japan would be, you'd have a ninja. Oh, a ninja. Or, well,
2: no, like. uh, I was thinking you're in like a a gi or a Komodo or something like that. What was the
1: Tom Cruise uh, movie? Uh, Last Last uh, Samurai Samurai So yeah Not a ninja Like a samurai
2: Ooh what if you forced him To wear like a How great is this idea A sumo outfit <laughs> what that's, I would assume that's, that hey is. that's what we've decided you have to wear
1: then <laughs> we were talking doing. about are you allowed to and we decided
2: on uh, the uk buckingham palace that's gotta wear one of those giant i love this idea
1: how fun i mean all of a sudden everybody's all these curmudgeons that have co-opted fencing which should be grand now we're back in action now we're cooking with gas everybody goes out there <laughs> who's not tuning in and by the way all of a sudden Mongolia very relevant in the summer games when they come out with those giant. Uh, um, now what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name. The Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Right. Genghis Khan with that giant bent kind of cutlass thing that he has. You know that, that one of those. Do
2: they get to ride the horse? Because you know that's what they. No, oh, you the, don't uh, get a horse Now you're being silly. Step. Why not? That's what they were. That's what they fought on, right? That I that cutlass well, and true. just start rolling through people, lopping heads off. <laughs>
1: Is that what they would do? They would just ride through, huh?
2: They were just so far advanced for their time. And you know, the only reason we're not all, uh, well, I mean, we are to some degree all descendants of, of Genghis or some of the super heady folks like to call him Genghis Khan. But the only reason why is, you know, he is that died. True? Yeah, he died and his his oldest son, I think, ended up dying. And it was like the second son ended up being a real boozer. And they had found a path <laughs> they had found a path to get into Western Europe and they were getting ready to conquer Western Europe and the boozer just ended up you know He getting, went on a twister, he blacked out And that was it. He dies and then they're like So uh there's no one to lead us in the down that little trail there into Western. All right, well, let's just turn around and go back home. And that was it.
1: That How was, I, yeah, uh, was, what happened? How <laughs> did I wind up here in Pamplona? Right? What? What's? What, who are these bulls? Saying? My old man never believed in gong <laughs> gong gl- 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 gl-. Never
2: loved me. The gong <laughs> I <laughs> don't That's, know if
1: this is a boost. I
2: like again, that idea. for the you, uh,
1: you got a butt that won't quit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I said you better say it. Then I took a swing at him. <laughs> <laughs> the world's history could have been quite different. Certainly. Wouldn't that be fun, though? I love this idea. See, these are the good ideas that you miss if you aren't listening to good sports on Adam Carolla show. Now, do the um,
2: Italians wear, like, tight white pants and, like, a shirt that's unbuttoned to their navel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, are we ready to uh, do the fence. Uh! <laughs> ooh, maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Maybe we could get, like, switch knives, like, uh, ooh, switch yeah, blades, and, go. like, the Michael Jackson uh, beat it video. The
2: Austrians and Lederhosen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: this is this is gonna this be is great. You're welcome in advance, uh, summer games, because uh, brilliant. Idea. We've just given you uh, solid gold there. All right, let's talk about some pro football okay. here, shall we? Um, what do you want to kibitz about here, Matt Money Smith? There are some things in the news. Oh well, one thing I all <laughs> before we do, before we do pro football, Spaghetti's rundowns are uh, emerging as a uh, as a perennial hit here. Or uh, each show, there's something to look forward to. On this one, I recently shot uh, last week. I went in. Um I don't think you know Nick Santora but he's the showrunner of a of a show called Scorpion. You know, he's 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 uh, Yeah,
2: based on that super uh that right. that brilliant guy that says I can lop your head off and replace it with another head kind of thing. Yeah,
1: this yeah. this Santora guy is is himself a genius uh with uh, with sitting down and just making pages like nobody's business and has created a bunch of shows. Anywho, uh was uh was kind enough to to call me up and say, Hey, could be on Scorpion and be a, a PA announcer for us for this uh for, the, nice. uh, for this uh softball game Network T V That's right. Network spot yeah I did a did I, I mean I did a scene with Catherine McPhee, you know you know Catherine McPhee
2: listen, who didn't have the McFever when she was on American Idol,
1: huh? When I mean, was I was I nervous? Was I intimidated when yes. I walked into the room and there's Catherine McPhee. Sure I was. Yes, but you know would. what? Cat created <laughs> Cat. a space Cat t- says double D. Cat said, "You know what? You know what? I'm about I'm about taking chances. You know, okay. and, you know, and and I know I don't want to I don't want to lose you money because I know you're not an actor. But I mean, that's why I got into the please crowd. lose me." That's why I got into it, you know, is, to, is is somebody who's a risk taker, a gambler. She was fearless out there, you know, and, and that inspired me to take chances as well. She gave me a playground and uh, I ran with it. And uh, I just hope you enjoy the results. Uh, March 26th, uh, CBS uh, Scorpion. You uh,
2: you make an appearance on camera
1: on camera, fella. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I got I, I got there. I had like ten or twelve lines. It was damn. I, this is way ten or twelve lines. This is this network is, television on camera. You have given me way too much uh, of your confidence here, and I will make you pay for it. How about this? I think uh, I think the How Columbia Broadcasting whatever. What's CBS
2: stand for? Uh, Columbia Broadcast System. Yeah, I believe.
1: I think they are going to make you pay uh, with I don't know uh, March twenty sixth. March twenty uh, sixth appointment based viewing. <laughs> but Spaghetti has written it down. <laughs> First of all, he's created uh, football topics Got at the top, and then uh, halfway down the page, grab ass topics. Grabbing
2: of the ass. And I love the, grabbing of the ass.
1: And the uh, and and the first item on there, check on scorpions. I saw that, and I was like, <laughs> scorpions.
2: Is there is there an angle on on scorpions that I have missed over uh, my many years living in an irrigated desert known as Southern California?
1: Hey, more, Hey, Morgan Freeman. You can sit this one out. We got Damashek to do to do the voiceover <laughs> yeah, on the fascinating world of scorpions. Um, where? Do, but actually, Eddie Spaghetti has put together. I hate to to go by and just focus on football stuff. We have plenty of time to talk about, about football. Money. Where do you come down on this issue? You went to Pepperdine mm-hmm. on the uh, right on the uh, right on the edge of the continent. You know, I I I, I mean, I. I swoon over it each but time.
2: But see the ocean from my freshman dorm room it's window. It's crazy. It every was. time. That's every, why I went there.
1: People, I mean people who live in LA. I don't care if you jump in the uh, in the sea. That's your business. That's your mistake as well. Because oh, of course, when you? you jump into the you don't jump into the Pacific. Of course I do. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I thought
2: you were saying why would you? No. That, that, that it's.
1: No i've I, listen I've j- that it's know, a realm
2: that belongs to those with gills that can breathe under the water, and we aren't we do not belong in there. I love the
1: ocean oh, love boy. It. I mean, I love the Atlantic too. you know, I grew up uh each summer I would uh pay a visit out to to um, Ocean City, Maryland, and Rehoboth Beach and jump into that sea and frolicked, but it's nothing like the Pacific. The Pacific is colder, but it has magical medicinal uh properties because for some reason when you get into it, it's bitterly cold for nine seconds, and then... You warm up. You're good. Well, I don't know. Or the body of water accommodates your body temperature, and somehow they blend, and you can no longer feel the sea other than its silky texture along every inch of your flesh. Um, And I love to frolic in the waves and do all that, but it's not just... You don't just go in there for fun's sake. You go in there to take your bath, and I don't mean to wash off just the day soils. I mean to wash off all of society's ills. You know, the I come I come out of the Pacific Ocean baptized. You know, I'm cleansing I'm, of the soul. I'm new when I come out. I'm S- ready to go.
4: Sea Toxing. That's the term. Sea Toxing? Yeah. I've never heard that what one. What the before. kids call
2: it. My uh my first week at Pepperdine, I met two I mean, uh, straight out of central casting, uh Enoch and Ethan Harris from San Clemente, California. <laughs> And this is... What is a name? I know, right? What is that? (laughs) 19. uh, Well, I mean, obviously their parents, they grew up in San Clemente. They grew up basically in the ocean surfing. So I meet them, and they're like, oh, you're from Chicago. You want to learn how to surf? We'll take you out with us. We go every day. And I'm like, this is going to be great. Uh, So we get to our first class in Enoch, and this is 1991, is sitting in the back of the class with a Walkman on. And for the kids listening that they don't know what a Walkman a is, it's, it's got a radio and a cassette player attached to it. And he's just in the very back of – I think it was political science class I had with him. And all of a sudden, I just feel this tap on my shoulder. And I'm like, hey, he's like let's go. Let's go. Like, what do you mean let's go? It's in the middle of the class. I mean, it's my first week of class. And
3: I'm like,
2: all right? So I walk out. And uh, I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, I had the surf report on. He's Well, I'll do it in his voice. Dude, I had the surf report on, man. It is epic. We're going to Zuma right now. And I was like, we're going to Zuma right now. So uh, we go to the dorm. We grab two boards. We go to PCH hitchhike catch a ride uh, in the back of a pickup and we go to uh, Zuma Beach and no bang way. one week into my uh, college life uh, coming from the Midwest
1: Chicago Southside zone Matt money yeah. Smith freaking, going surfing uh, with Rick uh,
2: Kane in North Shore learning how to surf with a dude from Clementine. that's what it is I mean your yes.
1: point break you're, yes you're uh, you're uh, heading out there Yeah, exactly here you're I out to Utah
2: let's go I'm um, I'm catching the waves. It was funny, and and that was him every day in class. Every single day, uh, he would sit with a Walkman. Look, listen, I guess they would do, like, quarterly, uh, every quarter-hour surf reports on whatever station he would listen to, and if the waves were great. You're a smart man,
1: as I've said, because you seem like you're capable of, at least for a dummy like me, you seem like you can hold a conversation on almost any subject that is floated to you. Not true. Well, well you can. You can fake it, at least. You know, like I say, That's you more can like- dupe at minimum me. Now, where do you come down on this issue as we jump into to school talk, to, to the need for uh, you know, four years of university? Um, I contend that you should live like Enoch does. Once you get there, you got to get the degree. You can't flunk out. But I went to roughly forty percent of my classes over my four years, and I'm ashamed of it. I'm not, I don't think that's something to be proud of. I'm embarrassed that my parents, uh, you know, they they covered me too. I didn't. It's not like I was shelling out. I probably would have treated it differently. But I contend money that you that uh, unless you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or one of a very small group of uh, professions, you could just say you went to anywhere. Nobody, that politician, checked, right? Does yeah. anybody ever check on that
2: stuff? I don't think I ever had to present my degree, but then your again, GPA? I went to a line of work where Who my cares? degree was never requested.
1: No one has ever. I'm telling you, I've been out of college for quite some time now. No one has ever said, "Hey, what was your GPA?" No, no employer ever asked me that. I need to see your uh, transcript. Why? What, what do you for? What? Wait, nobody's ever once done that. That's that's my pro tip to all the kids out there: blow do off do college. Do do. The,
2: the more, more you know. know, blow off school. Nobody <laughs> cares. I think we are in uh, a line of work that no, is distinctly different. I disagree. Really? You think if you're, I mean, if you're just getting into that, just think of the business world. I said, I mean,
1: if you want to go to, if you want to be a so, yeah, what, business. so what does this apply what to? Bank? Like, what what you bank? What want line, to... line
2: of work are we getting people into? where You, you want to be Nevada? a bank
1: teller? You think they're out? What, what was your GPA? Like? Well, no. Like, can I, I mean,
2: get confirmation on that? I think if you want to, you know, if the bank is going to entrust you to invest all of that money into uh, commercial real estate or whatever uh, financial uh, vehicles, I don't know. You don't think they're checking.
1: I don't know. I think you could yeah. claim it.
2: I think you could claim Look, it. I, I have the same experience you had. Nobody has ever asked me. To the point where, you know, I listen, I hate doing this, but I'm going to do it. So I, I got two degrees. I, I ended up getting two degrees in four years. And, like, I would offer that oh, up. Oh, you know
1: who else did? Dave in these interviews.
2: Shek. See? So I would, like, be like, so uh, what did you go to school for? Well, you know, I got two degrees. Okay, uh, where are you living now? I'm like, where am I living now? You don't want to know what my degrees are in or how hard it was for me to carry at least 18 units every semester. I did it in four years. Yeah, I had one extra summer semester. No, <laughs> never never a follow-up. Never even asked me what my two degrees were in. Just, uh, okay, next. Uh, so what's your commute like? Like, do you get frustrated on What's your on greatest the road? weakness? Uh, right. I'm like, what the hell? I spent what, however much money it was because I ended up paying for uh, a lot of my own education.
1: Learn from money. He's a, He was a sucker when he wasn't out on the waves, skipping class with yeah. Enoch. <laughs> um, now, the big question is this, though, that uh, Spaghetti asserted. He didn't even ask. He just announced this to the world on Twitter. And I know you're a fan of his uh, Twitter out there, Matt Money Smith. But Spaghetti, you contend that where the best place to go to
4: college is in the country is in Boston. I do. I think it's the best college town. One of the 10 biggest cities at minimum in... Uh, I don't think Boston's... I mean, I'm I'm a person who's lived in New York and L.A. Boston's pretty walkable. You could do Boston. Okay. And, well,
2: so and, honest. you know, Boston, to what he's speaking, I actually... They, I ended up going to Pepperdine instead of Amherst. So I All visited right. the campus there, and... It's a college town. I mean, you've got, what, eight, I think, colleges?
4: that B- BU, BC, Harvard, MIT, Emerson. There's like Simmons. Smith, Amherst. Uh, Amherst know. is a little bit out. Northeastern. Uh, UMass. Yeah. UMass U- Amherst U- is U- right there's, there's there. There's Tufts. Tufts is close. Uh, there's UMass. U- U- uh, Dorchester. Like, there's, like a, there's a bunch, yeah. of, there's a bunch like, of smaller schools. Emmanuel. It feels a bunch like, of smaller schools. Yeah, when yeah.
2: you're in, like, Cambridge and you're over there walking, it just feels sure. like a college. So I don't know. Like, going to – I mean, you're in Boston, but it's almost kind of like Pepperdine, where I'm in Malibu, but I can drive into L.A. It's a half hour away. Now, Boston's right. a lot closer, but
4: the, the that's... The BU's campus, too, well, what do you consider a campus? It stretches, it goes, like, north-south. It goes in a long, long strip. So, like, one end of our campus is, like, south, like, past Fenway, and then it goes all the way up until, like, Austin-Brighton, which is, like, the next town up because it's a long stretch. So you're saying Boston proper. BU will be where BU is, yeah. The so like city. You make,
1: now the way you describe it makes it sound a little bit better. To me, I, I, I've said to many people uh, over the years, Go to – remember when the Super Bowl was in New York City? Of course you do. Um, It was – it's not denigrating NYC in any way to say that it didn't feel like over the course of the week like that there was any special event going on there because of – It's New York. The size of Manhattan. You didn't feel like that that the city didn't stop to acknowledge the Super Bowl. It was just another event. kind of in their way. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Um, whereas in Indianapolis and uh, even New Orleans in downtown and Minneapolis, you know the 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 city is so excited about the event. And that's the four years of college. I went to Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. It's not uh, a minuscule place. It has like a population of 60,000. But the entire town basically revolves around the the school and the student body. And that's the greatest. It creates this weird utopia where everywhere you go, and I mean, I guess you could spin that as uh, makes you – makes you narcissistic but anyway this uh you know the in the in and, and the, and the big time sports the big 10 football even though the Hoosiers were dreadful it didn't matter you get to go tailgate and you see Ohio State and Michigan roll through and then basketball is so grand and everything and like I say All the bars, everything is just there for the student body. And like I say, it's just a singular experience. You can spend the next five decades in a big, exciting metropolis, if that's your pleasure. Move to Chicago, as I did, or go to Boston or New York or L.A. then. But to me, I say go live in a small town for four years that's just this idealized version of life in your youth. Money, how say you? Tough.
2: It's a tough one because, you know, I, I called college football for I think four years and I would go on these campuses that I had never visited before. Mostly, you know, especially when I'd get into the SEC and you're in Oxford or you're in Tuscaloosa or you're in, um, you know, wherever I was going. Um, and it felt special. It was really cool to get on campus. And obviously it's, it's, the co- best. But it's college football Saturday. It's the most important day of the week. It's in the SEC. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, you know, talk now that I have children that are almost of college age. Uh, my oldest daughter's a junior. A lot of our friends have kids in college, and talking to them you when must they come be home. Old, I am. And old. I didn't know you had kids. When half. they uh, when they come <laughs> home, like they're just they. Uh, so boring you know it's such a quiet town and you get it gets so old after so i i almost wonder if you're romanticizing what you remember no. about you don't think so. no
1: i used to go on like we that when i used to go was into
2: la a lot we we would roll into westwood and do the ucla bar specials you know wednesday night at stratton's thursday night at moose like we would do those things um, and we liked, like, I, I went to a ton of concerts when I was in college. I mean, we would get the LA reader and go through, Oh, we're going to see smashing pumpkins at the Roxy. And we're go- like, that was really, and that doesn't happen if you're in a small town. So I think there's, and then of course there's the, you know, what do you do with your time? I ended up being an intern at K rock for Kevin and Bean, where I met Jimmy Kimmel and at So that effort was for Now I'm being so anecdotal about this. Um, generally speaking, I think the the situation I was in or the situation Eddie was in having at least the ability to get into a city is important. And you weren't that far from Indy, not that Indy something yeah, I'm, city. Yeah,
1: I am more of 50-ish or so minutes. Yeah, I saw shows up in Indy. That's what Atlas. I mean. I, I think you some- got to
2: have that. There is something about you and your buddies going, "Hey, let's all get in a car and we're going to for us. Yeah, that's we're going to Tijuana. Road, right? Let's go." I'm all telling right, you, go. I don't
1: know. I you know, anecdotal uh uh, as it is, I mean, the ability in that in the Midwest to jump in a car and experience first of all the four seasons—that's what's—that's uh, a great experience. Obviously, if you're a SoCal person or a Southern person, it's a great thing to live in that environment. But that Big Ten, yeah, you can drive to East Lansing. You want to go see a college football game? Want to take a road trip? Hey, road trips are. I would put a Saturday tailgate in, uh, uh, among my like five best. Activities, I think I would I would list that. I've never been to an SEC game or they're a
2: unbelievable. Game. They are on. Un- uh, I is feel something- like they'd
1: be more serious and therefore not as much fun. I think the Big Ten, like Bloomington, Indiana, threads the needle because you're out in these rolling hills and these and uh, the rainbow of of autumn colors surround you and uh, and just uh, next door, you're not in a, a paved parking lot or anything. You're in literally little streams next to you and you're standing on these rolling uh, green hills and the cars are parked all around them. And you can just walk into the stadium, um, you know, uh, 200 yards away at any point and go watch the Wolverines whip up on uh, on the Hoosiers. But instead, you just decide to stay out there and keep on grilling and playing your cornhole, grilling,
2: drinking your beers. I think
1: that's the key. I think maybe that's the most important detail, even if you're not a sports fan. And maybe I'm a little too dyed in the wool with that kind of stuff. But. I think the ability to go and have that activity there for you. If you go to Colgate, you're never going to know what you what you're missing until it's a, but uh, you're if,
2: missing out on tailgating and the crew team.
1: Well, Ken Brown, is,
2: that is something there, boy.
1: <laughs> Ken Brown went to the U. He's a Pittsburgh guy behind the glass and he goes to the U. So that's Miami, but a big event for you for your four years was going to see the Canes get it. To, to go play in that weird stadium, which that had to be an unsatisfying experience, too. You're a student. You have to go to the Orange Bowl to watch your yeah, team Yeah, it's play. like
3: 35 miles away, right. basically. That's
1: not that's not
2: not quite the stadium. Rose Bowl for UCLA, but very right. similar. Yeah, um, not been, having an on-campus by stadium. By the time
3: I was really there and experiencing it all, the Orange Bowl was shut down, yeah. was gone, and we had to go all the way up to basically Fort Lauderdale to see a game. But I'm with you on with money, and I'm also with Eddie on this, is we were very close to the city of Miami. You had South Beach there. If you wanted to do a weekend cruise, you just go right down. You can be weekend you know, cruise. In the You're 19. You what anywhere. do you do? Well, well, behavior. It's, right there. it's it's right there for you. Why not? I wish I go had catch
1: some marlin you want to get out in the water I wish I had more wanderlust like money had apparently when he was when he was 18 cuz I think if I had it to do over again as much as I do romanticize the big ten and the you know the 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 changing of the weather and the environment this idyllic little uh, college town I do think that I don't know how you could beat Santa Barbara you see Santa Barbara you live at the sea you, you, yeah. you
2: the dorms are basically on I mean but our dorms we used to walk to the beach. You would walk straight out of our dorm, down the hill that uh. Pepperdine is built on, cross PCH, and there was a trail that went right down to Coral Beach. Um, and we used to do this thing called—but see, I think that's the thing about every college, right? Like, what, Isn't what it uptight, though? Isn't that the bad thing about— It's very different now. I was kind of on the tail—I mean, look, I got thrown off. I, I was an idiot. I mean, I really was. I was really a dumbass kid. Just a total You got thrown off. Up. Got thrown off campus. Um,
1: (laughs) Yes, this is lending credence to my idea that you don't need to get a degree.
2: But getting thrown off—I mean, I shouldn't. I wasn't invited to come back after my sophomore year. I was never sent any housing forms to apply for on-campus housing, so I had to. What do we find? We end up finding this dump of a house that basically should have been condemned, but we rented six of us on Pacific Coast Highway with a key to a private beach, Carbon Canyon. Uh, across the street. So that's living. It, yeah, but what I, I think what I'm getting at is I think to your point, you know the tailgate, the, you know, we had the basketball team with Doug Christie that ended up with, You know, they were the, Pepperdine was the dominant basketball squad in the WAC or uh, when I was there. Not the WAC, the, uh, the West Coast Conference, the WCC. Um, so we kind of had that. You know, we had, it was a big deal when LMU was playing or Gonzaga came down or St. Mary's. Like we had that sort of experience. Um, but you don't have to stay there. Like I'm sure Kent at at the U had neighborhood bars that had Thursday night quarter beer That's nights. That's what or,
3: I think you miss, right? But That's, I think you I think you still get it. Oh yeah, of course. You still have Coconut Grove. You still See have. See what I mean? Sunset Everybody's got place. those. Place. You have a whole bunch of. I mean, Miami Beach. There's bars everywhere, so yeah, it's right near where you live, even if you're not right on campus. Like it's we still had,
2: there. we had Carlos and Pepe's fifty cent Dosakis on Tuesday night. We had Malibu Inn dollar Rolling Rocks on Wednesday and Thursday. We had the Malibu Adobe uh, dollar pints. What so if I could
1: play that game. We had uh, we had uh, ten cent wing nights at BW Threes on Tuesdays, I believe, and then we had on uh, Wednesday nights it was uh, oh. It was Mickey's uh, Penny Beer. (laughs) Penny Beer Night at the Bluebird. And the Bluebird actually did have some great bands roll through there while I was there. But the, the greater attraction early on was they had Mickey's Beer on draft and it was the grossest beer I've ever that I've ever had, but you didn't care because it was a it was a cent. You literally had to and throw. They would a, give you
2: Dixie cups. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you'd had to throw pennies, and you'd give them pennies. That's that's how old I am, Eddie Spaghetti. They actually would give you beer for a penny. I had no deals. I just paid full price everything in Boston's
2: way. See, too you know, expensive. That's that's against that. That's a point against. Gold That's exactly but, but
4: But we did have, we did have like BU bars. Like I get, when Emma's up in Boston right now, I gave Emma MVP all of the BU list of like stuff to do. Like we had Tees Tuesday, we had Tavern in the Square on Thursday, but then it's like, oh, well let's go to, let's go to Lansdowne and hang out by Fenway one night, or you can go into the city to the financial district. So you have the option. I think there's two sects of people. It's like, there's the group that wants to be in like the bubble, kind of like you, which is no problem. And then there's like, <laughs> Bang, I appreciate and, then, and then, and then, and then there's like the, th- the, th- the th- There's some of us that
2: can navigate the big town, and there's some that can't. Go in your bubble for four (laughs) years till you figure it out, young
1: man. You must
4: not know Sinatra talking about doing it in the big city. I almost went to. It's so like my final. Not Anybody this, could make
1: it in Bloomington. It takes a special kind of fella to make it in Manhattan.
4: I I chose against going to Penn State because of the campus thing. And I almost went to Miami. My final two schools were Miami and BU, and I ended up at BU because I needed like a city life but have the campus. As I well. thought
1: I'm telling you. I thought that's just my my final point on, on this uh, completely unnecessary conversation is uh, that. I thought it had to be a city for me, too, and then I saw Bloomington on a on a warm spring day, and I realized I was wrong, and I corrected that decision on the spot, and I've never regretted it. Go to a small town. I love those small towns like that. I, you know,
2: as, as I tell uh, as my, my daughter is navigating or was navigating her choices for college, I said – Go somewhere where you want to live for four years. That is the most important thing. Bloomington is a glorious campus. Um, it's, you know, and, and I have nephews. And my nephew's going there right now. I've had friends, that, obviously a ton of friends that have gone there. It's a great place to go don't go because you like their football team don't go because oh this is the best place for my major. I do think that I do go think there's where you a br- want to live for four years I
1: think that's a great point if you, because there are actually big sports fans listening to us who might be deciding to to go to college based on that I know, I've met people who went to Notre Dame because they're a huge fighting Irish football fan that's a that's a bad decision.
2: South Bend Indiana is a tough that's deal. a weirdo decision don't A be- great school it's uh great academics but it is, Cal Bend is tough.
3: Did you go to the U because of football? No, but it was one of the reasons. That's fine. How big That's of a reason, fine.
1: though? If it's a it's a Like,
2: I would thing. imagine it's a – look, I, I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, and I applied to Miami, and I, like, because the U freaking blew my dome whenever they would come on TV, and you would watch those parties and those people. I was like, those are the best fans in the world. That's going to be a blast. It
3: was a big reason. Also, yeah. my brother was on the team at the time. That'll I, help. I went to games. I used to go down there all the time. So I was familiar with it, and I, I was one – I had to go to a place that had major – you know, Power 5 football. I couldn't go to school. Like, I thought about maybe, like, BU or schools like that, but I said I need that football every Saturday in the fall to be able to Good go Good shot to. at Eddie
2: right there. Good one.
3: Oh, I was making my list. One. What are your favorite activities,
1: Money? Would you go – so you could go to an October 20th Big Ten game, a ball game in, like, late June in Wrigley on a sunny day, you could go to see a show, and a, uh, this is not a useful conversation. I haven't drawn out the parameters yet. I yet.
2: will just—I'll—I uh, know where you're going with it. I I'm will try to this. lay them all out. As someone who has has been very fortunate to work in sports and go to so many different types, I've been—you know—covered the NBA Finals when I worked with the Lakers. I've been to World Series games. I've. I, if you want to do the checklist thing, guide trip, the number right. one thing I would tell you to do is go to an SEC game. Go to a different location every year. I've been to Georgia. I've been to Athens. I've been to Oxford. I've been to Tuscaloosa. They are awesome, awesome places to go to see to games.
1: That. I mean, I shouldn't we do that? Let's all get our, uh, our resources together. Make sure we do one every year. I'd love to do. I'd. I, I hear you got LSU. Go to Baton Death Rouge valley Rouge.
2: is unreal. Baton Rouge is crazy. I, I
1: hear that's a different experience.
2: The one, the number one for me, and, and look, it all depends, right? Is Oxford. People, Mississippi that's the one people is say that. because the 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 girls at the school wear cotillion dresses. All the sorority girls and all the guys, all the boys wear uh, uh, William Faulkner-like outfits, the khakis with the blue blazers and the red tie, and they all. I don't. They're all drinking and partying from the a lot, distance. I do not
1: find that. Change. Charming.
2: Oh, it's, it is awesome when you're in the middle of it. It really is. There is just something about, hey, this is the tradition. They're still doing it. I yes. Well, you know, some guy at, at the Ohio State-Penn uh, State game is, is wearing a uh, who's the boss, you know, duck holding two guns tank top, you know, because it's warm enough out before it gets cold. I now do like the pageant shit.
4: Now you're hitting close to home for SEC. spaghetti. <laughs> yes, we got Big tank top guy.
1: Big <laughs> tank top guy.
3: You yeah, and we, went up, and we went up at Miami. We'd go up when they played Florida and Gainesville, Florida State and Tallahassee. And the environments are great because even yeah. though Florida State's not an SEC school, it might as well be in terms of the way that campus is. So I'm with money. If you can go to one of those games that's in the, the South thing. and see, you know, LSU would be on my short list. I'm sure that that's like one of the best places to go. But it's just a whole different ballgame. As good as USC is and Ohio State it's just not the same as if you're, like, in the South and you get to see one of those huge games and a big rivalry. But the
1: weather is, the, is a factor for me, is that chill in the air is what you don't get at the SEC, at least until very late in the season. All right, listen, Spaghetti, go ahead. You're a great evaluator. you always good, good at taking the pH of the podcast. Uh, what, what, how do you feel about this one? Too much grab ass? Too aimless today?
4: No, I, I mean – not to offend the National Football League, but there's not that much going on right should now. Should we work something in right now? I think Let's that work our, but our, but our strengths. The, this is the strength. This is like when the pocket is at its best. So I think I think that's our our that's our calling card. Well, you know what? Money's our guest, and he's going to leave fairly
1: soon. What do you want to what What do you want next here, Money? We Let's have, let Eddie pick it. Let's well, uh, Eddie. Eddie's the producer,
4: right? Producer Let's, should uh, should drive do we the have, show.
1: Do we have? I don't see it on the table of contents here, but do we have a trivia contest?
4: Oh, yes. We do. Yes, we do. Kent we Brown could do
1: that. or Well, speaking of Kent Brown, the other thing is, Kent Brown, you know, he likes to dabble in uh, stand-up comedy. I, I like the money.
2: trivia when it's not a head-to-head. You know what I mean? I think okay. there is something to be said about cool. having four people involved instead of a tete-tete. I don't think that's nearly
1: as uh, – All right. Enjoyable. That's a good point, yeah. Trivia it is. Do it. <laughs> no, it. All right, no. <laughs> Kent Brown's going to do a little stand-up. For this me. I prefer. All right, let's do that. I'll lay, I'll allow you this money, but then we got to do trivia. I want to play trivia. All right, Ken Brown is a legitimate stand-up comedian. He, uh, he counts among his uh, colleagues. Who, you, know, you have fancy friends. Who'd you watch? Who'd you go to the Rose Bowl with this year?
3: I went with my buddy Joe Bartnick, who's a Pittsburgh guy. Another guy, Jason Lawhead, who's from Ohio. Andrew Themelis. Is another guy from Boston, Bill Burr, also a Boston guy. That was our crew that we went Just to the Rose work Bowl that with. In at the back so, end. At the back yeah. end there. Bill
1: Burr. Anchor. And, uh, I'm going to
3: anchor it right yeah, there. There it is. Yeah, yeah. He's he's known a little bit. A little know. bit.
1: All yeah. right. So you're following in his footsteps, and Kent Brown uh, deserves this Is a. Now, is Kent doing
3: open mic nights? Is he. Yeah. Yeah you are okay but some of the stuff i would typically do you probably can't get away with here at the shield so i gotta change it up a little bit so you're
1: gonna change this up right now it's like a letterman
3: type of set you know you gotta be a bit cleaner so what
1: are you gonna do about what should we anticipate two minutes a minute
3: yeah between one and two minutes i would say
1: all right go ahead ready do you have any sound effects to support this uh spaghetti i'd prefer if you had a laugh track so you don't have to laugh yes we
4: have i have uh i mean i could applause and i can give a party horn that's about the extent of this <laughs> if you Part- have, if party you have horn let's after. do a party horn after every punch <laughs> party <horn>. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to
2: make and, and I want to make Kent uh I want you to to wait for it you know I don't want you to just you know blow right through the punch lines to your next joke I want you to kind of see if Sheck and I are going to give you a chuckle that's important fill the room that's do you right
1: want us and do you want us to sh- are we going to try to suppress laughter to make it no. a tough if experience I'm, for him Oh no!
2: I'm I'm going to be a legitimate audience. I'm I'm open. I'm ready. Try- I'm, I'm ready to laugh if you're ready to entertain right. me.
1: Try to be the audience. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I'm for my part. I'm going to be playing. Make me laugh. I I'm gonna resist laughter, uh, just because I think it's better for you. Listen, tough love. That's what you need. Tim Brown. Doesn't- well, that's why I'm telling
2: him. If you say something funny, I'm going to laugh. His but if mother, you don't,
1: I'm not. We we've heard his mother on voicemail. She calls uh she calls him on occasion. That's love love. I, she, he doesn't need
3: that from me. He needs tough love. Yeah, and she makes you guys laugh, so that might be a hard follow up. All right, that's It true. is.
1: All right, go ahead. Here we go. Here it is. Hey, all right. Well, everybody's having a good time tonight. Uh, hey, real funny guy coming up here uh, next. Here, it's uh, all the way from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, b- by way of uh, Miami, Florida. Here he is. It's uh, Ken Brown, everybody.
4: You suck.
3: <laughs> okay, so I'm single, and LA is kind of a weird city to try to date because all the girls out here basically. None of them have the same profession that they claim that they have. So, for instance, I went out the other night with a girl who said she's an actress and a model. But what that really means, if you're not from L.A., that means you're a hostess or a server at a restaurant. You're not actually doing any acting. So, anyways, I asked her, I said I said to her, what are you in? What have you done? And she said, well, I've been in a couple commercials. I try to audition all the time. It's not going all that well. But I was not a web series you might have seen. Yeah, out of a 1,000 web series last year, I saw the one web series that she was actually in. So I thought it was going well, but it wasn't. I asked her afterwards. I said, hey, let's go grab some drinks. Maybe we can go back to my place in an Uber. And I got shot down worse than almost anybody in history can be shot down. She said to me, no, I need to go home tonight because I need to update the apps on my phone. <laughs> Think about how bad that is.
0: When she actually says,
3: I need to update the apps on my phone, I thought, you know what? She would be better off actually telling me, look, to be honest, I have a disease. If I touch you tonight, it's going to get really bad for you. You got to go to the doctors. Or maybe she even says, look. The last date I was on, it didn't go well. I ended up killing the guy, threw him in my car. I need to bury the body. At least in that case, I could justify her actually acting like there's something that she has to be doing. So, I I looked at her and I basically said, "Look, you should maybe try an improv class or two because I don't think the acting's going very well." <laughs> Thank you. That uh, <laughs> what, you <buzzed laughs> that one? The party horn I sound effect. Was I like that, Kent Brown. That
1: was good. That was good uh, reality you brought. Right, that's a true story.
3: Yeah, it's based in reality. There's always you gotta, you gotta punch it up a little bit.
1: A, a bit, bit, little right. bit of embellishment.
3: Yeah, of course. Okay.
1: Very nice. Do we continue this segment, uh, Matt? Mundy?
2: I'm gonna button it with uh, an Eddie Spaghetti tweet, if oh. I may.
1: <laughs> your, this is your own brand of <laughs> comedy. <laughs>
2: Just because that's what I was scrolling through as Kent was doing his uh, (laughs) stand-up there while I was listening intently.
3: That's what a lot of audience members do. They look at their phones and they ignore it anyways.
2: This has to be the worst candy ever. <laughs> he takes a photo of crows licorice flavored gumdrops. This is the worst candy of all time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are crows? Oh yeah, I was that Black was... licorice is in fact the worst candy. Yeah,
4: I was in uh Manhattan Beach in that famous uh ice cream shop on the corner right in the downtown area and I know like, what you mean. every like it, it smells great there every kind of you can get any kind of treat in the world like chocolates, candies, ice cream obviously. And then the like the shelf has like these these Black little like gummy crows. Ugh, like I don't. Like, the
2: worst candy ever.
1: I, you know what? You might be onto something with that one. Last week, the best sub sandwich in all of
2: L.A. And I would know because I'm a New Yorker. I know about candy because I'm a New Yorker, <laughs> and this crows <laughs> is the worst ever.
1: Hey, by the way, Kent Brown, you're exactly right about uh, about that. Why? I don't understand why people just can't. If you're gonna blow somebody off. Just to to the other side of that, the real side of that is: why can they not just tell you a lie and say, "I'm spoken for"? That's it. Then, then everybody goes home and doesn't have any ego issues. Nobody has to feel sad about themselves. Oh, yeah, I don't think my boyfriend. I don't think my girlfriend. I don't think. You know, I'm on the
2: opposite side of that. I like that. I like. Hey, I'm not into you. Not feeling it. You like that? Yeah.
1: No, you weird, know what? No, I'm just—I'm no. not feeling you because you not, have a not... weird self-esteem about you. you oh, I really
2: have... don't. No, I—I I am affected.
1: I don't think. No, I don't. I, think you I have
2: am low affected self-esteem. by rejection. Oh, I am affected by rejection. I definitely am. Huh? I just right. prefer not to play the game and wonder, like, well. She said she's got a boyfriend, but, you know, I mean, why would she be out with me if, you know, that was I mean, obviously there's something not right there. Maybe I'll follow up and see if, you know what I mean? And then it just sets you up for something even worse. I'd just just as soon say, hey. just get
3: direct. I mean, well, that's also you being from the south side of Chicago. It's a much more direct place than if you're out here trying to be in L.A. and be an actress. Let's be real.
2: Um, all right. I like LA. I like- love LA. It's why I've lived here for 27 years. And I, uh, as much as uh, I appreciate my time on the South Side, I'm, I just want to make this statement because so many folks, we have a New Yorker, two Pittsburgh folks, and a South Side Chicago and sitting in this room, and I don't want to play the game of, hey, I miss Pittsburgh. I miss New York. I, I do not miss the south side of Chicago. I want to make that statement right now. I love this city. It's why I have zero intention of ever leaving
1: it. I, listen, I love Pittsburgh, PA. I love the people. I love uh, most everything about it. I love L.A. as well, and uh, and obviously I'm happy here. Um, I always say about it, and I'll say it again. I, I think the national perception of Los Angeles is the reality of Vegas. I think that's – I think – that people say, ah, everybody has plastic surgery and everybody. That's just not the case. Yeah, what Phil Jackson called a plastic city. You know, L.A. has some soul. L.A.'s been here for a minute. Did
2: you, you, by the way? Sorry. to. Yes, I did see the Phil Jackson. (laughs) Wasn't it the best thing ever? Just If if any of you missed it on Twitter, uh, circulating, someone checked into some fancy boutique cabin uh, estate hotel kind of layout, right? And in one of the books in the room where he was staying was a note from Phil Jackson, uh, personalized stationery that had the Lakers logo on the top said Phil Jackson and on the bottom all the titles, and it had 2000-2001 but did not have 2002, so it was right between their second and third title of the three-peat. And the note said, uh, if your bed is cold tonight, I'd love it if you'd share my bed. Something along those lines, like slipped it under the door or something to somebody perhaps he took a fancy to. That It it really is one of – just imagine for, what, 17 years that note has been hiding in that book.
1: Coach, I don't know how to take this. Sincerely, Robert Ory. (laughs) Um, What do you think about – all right, well, let's talk about this. Oh, I said uh, that we would talk about this. I feel Lamar Jackson – is – he reminds me very much of Vince Young in that he slings it. He's got that 6'6". Well, he's not as big as Vince. He's probably like 6'2", 6'3". Right. He's but he's, not, th- he's
2: definitely taller than, you know, say – he's the height of a quarterback you'd want your quarterback to be.
1: But he – well, not according, according to Bill Polio, Well, But he slings it in the same way that Vince Young does from shoulder level instead of uh, instead of, you know – uh, high pointing the ball, the release is uh, is right next to his shoulder. He's got that, that right? flick, right?
2: That uh, that Michael Bishop, that Vin doesn't Young, look right. to Little some Phil degree Philip Rivers flick. Right. The thing is, he throws a nice ball. I mean, he throws a nice deep ball. Like it's you know what? It's almost like it's almost like that uh, that Michael Vick deep ball where it looks like there is zero effort put into it, and next thing you know, the ball is just sailing down the field fifty yards. I think some of that has to do with the you know the narrow base. Um, I, I guess probably the biggest concern about Lamar Jackson and you hear, you know, guys like Bucky and, and DJ say this a lot is just kind of those narrow shoulders. And you get you get a little worried about not being broad enough if you're gonna run around and take some hits, uh, much like RG three, you know, was more of that track athlete, had that level of athleticism and when, when you get out there and you're running around and guys like freaking Tremaine Edmonds are coming into the league at six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, running 4440s four forties, scares you a little bit. I mean, look, I watched him outplay Jimbo Fisher, Florida State championship-level teams, Deshaun Watson at Clemson. I mean, it's crazy to think that you would immediately – he's not Terrell Pryor. You know, I, I called, I think, two Terrell Pryor games, and I can't tell you how many times I watched receivers have to adjust for just poorly thrown balls throughout the course of that game. That's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's a guy that, yeah, the, the completion percentage, I think it's just below 60. It's not – he's got a ton of drops um, – so I, I I don't get the whole Lamar Jackson needs to be a wide receiver I think that's crazy talk
1: I'm with you about that and uh we did talk with Reggie Wayne among many other things like I mentioned uh that that weird high end even among professional athletes that high end rare athleticism that Mike Vick has and uh Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson that they that some of them have the spatial sense to get down and others don't and that uh, that that Determines your longevity in the league if you're one of avoiding those, guys, those direct hits. Right, you've never seen Russell Wilson get blown up. You've never seen Colin Kaepernick blown up. But you, if you and watch Johnny the Manziel games,
2: was really good at that at Texas A&M.
1: Three every time every game you watch. Yeah. Ooh, he's a, he said this is not going to last very long. Same thing with uh, with Mike Vick. You wonder what would have happened there. Yeah, give me your win play show in uh, in the quarterbacks here. We're gonna bury these. We're gonna get everybody, all the experts. Um, opinions and we'll bury them and then we'll dig them up in five years win play show who will be the best quarterback money out of this draft class
2: uh win darnold
1: darnold is matt money smith right get these down here i think i'm with you on that
2: place rosen
1: Ooh, okay chalk so far yeah Yeah.
2: i'm I'm probably gonna go show show i'm gonna go josh allen
1: i am with you on that one yeah over
2: baker mayfield
1: the Baker Mayfield Lamar. one. Because- I am
2: tempted about Lamar. There's something about Lamar though that I can't. I'm still kind of wondering. I feel like he's going to end up sliding maybe into that second round and be like one of the first couple picks of the second round, and it's going to be the ah, we knew it. You know, for the, the Lamar Jackson doesn't dream, but I think that's what I'm most comfortable doing. I think it's Darnold, Rose, and Allen.
1: Well, I mean the I and
2: that uh- would be chalk. Because you know Mayfield's got the character concerns. He's got the okay. This guy was uh, I feel a walk on. Like he's way at, you know. There, but. But, but I think the size, the fact that he's under six foot one. Um, you know, I, I Mayfield's a tough one. I think it's between. <sighs> see, now I'm already second. No, he's another guy. He's another guy. stick with guy. it. I'm
1: with you. I like Josh Allen quite a bit. And uh, um, where do you think about the Oklahoma State kid though, Mason Rudolph?
2: Don't get it. No. No, I just don't get it. I think it's just you know chuck and watch you know it's it's throwing I mean he's a big dude he's got a head the size of a bowling ball you know he's he's massive hands and it's just I don't know it's terrible to say but I just feel like Mason Rudolph's like hike ball throw ball ball." (laughs) that's just kind of my
1: that's not that is mean
2: that is very mean I mean he's just one of those giant dudes that can throw the ball forever and he's got these super talented receivers that run underneath it um hence his you know, whatever, 5,000 yards passing and 40 touchdowns of 30 yards plus or whatever. I just – that doesn't seem like something that, I'll that
1: remind, works I'll, in the NFL. With Lamar Jackson or uh, anyone else you talk about, I remind you, is Cam Newton good? Is Ben Roethlisberger good? What's their chief, What's their what's their combined issue? accuracy. That's the thing people knock him for. Is it it's not the end of the world. Yes, you would like a precise passer. It is not the only thing that matters. It does not trump anything it does not trump everything else. There are other ways to skin the cat and uh those two high end QBs prove
2: it. I, don't, I the, the thing that's hard for me about that too by the way just on the Lamar Jackson is
1: you know, I don't know how to read a
2: defense. I don't know how to tell from watching tape if this guy is accurately going through his, pro- you know, progressions, what the play call was. That's what, you know, so if it's people that are quarterback coaches or offensive coordinators, fine. But I just, you know, forgive me if, if someone like Mel Kuyper is telling me he's got concerns about Lamar Jackson being able to understand an NFL 100%. playbook. I'm like, I... I don't that that doesn't work for me. You know, that just that that doesn't make any sense to me. The Terrell Pryor thing I totally understand, because like I said, watching those games, he was wildly inaccurate. And I mean, just what should have been super easy, quick throws were regularly too low behind receivers. Just it wasn't it wasn't there that that I don't feel like is Lamar Jackson at all.
1: I mean, that's I, I. You've said it all, and remember, the scouts when they condescend to you on uh, social media or uh, or otherwise, you don't get it. You're not, You know, this is my trade. These are the people who more or less missed on Alvin Kamara last year, Dak Prescott two years ago. The list is plentiful. You do not have to take their word as uh, as some fact and feel ashamed that you disagree with these guys. So the eyes treat you well. And by the way, a lot of people who are out there telling you, oh, this guy's a, a can't-miss guy and this guy's going to bust in the NFL, never watch college football. I mean, that, right. that, that to me is the number one, as Bucky Brooks will tell you, the, the number one gauge is watching them play football, not what happens at the Combine. Is that enough show, Spaghetti? Are we done now or what?
4: We're at about 55 minutes. Oh, that's uh, wow. Hit the noon mark. 55?
1: I, know. I would have guessed we were at about 30, 35. Oh, geez. Okay, let's get out of here then. All right.
4: I mean, look at this this
2: rundown that Eddie put together. i save it. We got One, a couple two, good ones. One, two, three, give it a, three, four, five. Honey,
1: you say, you're, you know what? One of my favorite things about you is the no jive adherence. No jive. Give it a letter. Great today.
2: I'm going to give it a, a solid B. A B.
4: I, I was going to go, go B plus. B plus. Yeah, I think it was. I, think All it was right. good. I
1: just felt like it was a
4: lot of grab we, ass. We, that's why it's good. We we might have extended too long on some topics. I think, I think. we might have
2: I, I I think I ruined the the but, college conversation. I got a little too. I, oh, this was I, my experience. And what, this is what I remember. Ten.
1: Kent Brown texted me exactly that. He's yeah. like, "Hey, money. You know, it's not a monologue. <laughs> you know, that's why."
4: He... We should though tease your topic for the future to get everyone involved. Is uh, the best Spotify uh, to add to your Spotify playlist, and the, the vote is who has the best one. That's a good future. Oh, well, that topic.
1: the next time money is bull- what is this? Well, you are a uh, among your many uh, passions is uh, music. I need you to. Uh, to evaluate who has the best Spotify playlist. Oh, we craft. Uh, so we're all going to, yeah, we're all no, going to. You'll just review my. I, okay. In fact, I'm not even going to tell Yeah, that's the better way to do a blind taste test. Okay. We'll give him, you'll have to print them all out.
2: Don't put anybody's name on it. And
1: then he will evaluate. My, I, will will evaluate I will judge. I will judge your has playlist.
2: The
4: best uh, taste in music. I like this.
2: I and do. I do like all styles and types of music. I like to have fun, I like to dance. I like to be with my friends, so I feel that uh, qualifies me to be You ever listened to Supergrass? Um
1: I was listening to some supergrass on my way in today.
4: I have no idea who that is.
2: My uh my Square. very my very good friend <laughs> uh and former colleague uh Greg actually signed supergrass. Is that true? Yeah. That is a uh, that's a true story. Where are they from? England. It's a UK band.
1: So I don't know about that. I'm just about the music, spaghetti. Yeah, you know. Um, all right, that's more than enough, I think. Thank you, Ken super Brown. chunk. Good stuff. By the way,
2: you. super chunk, another great band with the name super in it. Mac from uh, from super chunk.
1: And then you have uh, there's one more. The uh, the forefather of that was super tramp.
2: Super tramp, I like as well.
1: Super tramp has some good. Songs. A lot of the
2: kids know super tramp now because for whatever reason, super tramp a heavily sampled band by uh, pop Axe. Uh, yes. Uh, take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. I mean, people don't know that that's super tramp. They just, whatever the, I don't know what the pop artist is who, uh, who, uh, decided to snatch that one up.
1: We have to, I wonder if we should figure out spaghetti. We have to, maybe that is built into the show going forward Is your table of contents. We will adhere to, um, oh, there's Mark Sessler back
2: there. The Sess dog.
1: I see Sessler back there. All right. well, we don't I had something
2: together. for you too today, by the way. That really? I really well, Why didn't next... you
1: bring it up? We could have done it.
2: I'll set it up. I don't know if you saw. Just quickly before we bid ye farewell, um, I don't know if you saw the story about Rick and Morty getting McDonald's to put the Szechuan sauce back into McDonald's. No, um, right. that was like a big thing. They took. I don't know they, in the late '90s that was like a promotion for Mulan. They put Szechuan sauce as a chicken nugget dipping sauce, and they're doing like 20 or 30 million packets of it. They're going to put it back in. So uh, best. Off the the popular trail condiment that you remember, a uh, fast food joint throwing out there.
1: You hit me with something heavy. I know that's right why I said we can, we can
2: bank it. We can bank I that for a matter. future uh, for a future. So what
1: your question is? We're not talking about a ketchup. No matter.
2: ketchup, mustard. I think what we're, we're Well,
1: I do have to say a hot yellow mustard. I don't uh, the brand non-specific. No, I
2: think you know what I'm more into. Like this is McDonald's special. I'm more into like. Arby's, Horsey, Chick Fil A, I got you. you. That's kind of where I'm going. You know. I'm
1: not gonna. You know what? This
4: is too important a subject. Yeah, the, uh, the Taco yeah, I mean, Bell,
2: the Del Taco, Del Scorcho. Yeah, you know like, things I like, like this that.
4: This topic a lot. We should spend some time. I yeah, think this I is. Think, it's for another day. I think that's a that's that's that'll, a half hour easily. Great news. Spaghetti signed off on it. It makes this table. That'll I'm go to As my, a New Yorker, that, I'll add it to my long rundown <laughs> for for Tuesday. Or, There's
1: a place on 43rd and 8th that you gotta try. You can only get this sauce there. It's the only place. No one knows about it. As we'll a New Yorker,
4: the
2: best Szechuan is on 43rd and Third. <laughs>
1: All right, that's enough. You've embarrassed yourself once again. Spaghetti. I have. Kent Brown, terrific uh, spaghetti. Way to put nice. yourself out there, Kent. Matt Money Smith, excellent as always. Again, make sure you track down the uh, the show, Petros and Money, either in Los Angeles on AM five seventy or. Uh, or on iHeartRadio. And, of course, Game Theory and Money with Cindy Freeland. Track that one down, too.
2: I'm headed out to the Combine, by the way, so I won't be around next
1: week. Oh, right. Have a great time at the Combine. Yep. Tilt, the, uh, tilt the elbow. Will you be coming? Nah. I love that, though, too. By the way, you should go see. We, we're not going to get this in in time. But Chula's, that's the place to be, right?
2: <laughs> that's where all this... where, where Hugh Jackson goes to tell tales of his 1-31 start to his Browns coaching career <laughs> to the wee hours of the morning.
1: I wish we had <laughs> – That's right, Why Sessler. Don't we get Hugh... How dare you flip me off from the back there, Sessler. I would like uh, Mark Sessler's opinion, as a matter of fact. Joe Thomas and I park our cars in the same garage. You're going to have to play that against Spaghetti. I can tell you. I met with uh, the Tomahawk fellas, Hawkins and uh, and Thomas, and I encourage you. That's two podcasts ago. Go dig that one up. Another dandy. Um, we talked about. He and I have the exact same opinion. If you're the Browns, you throw the bank at Kirk Cousins. You have you give him. Oh, I, he doesn't want to go there. They're not built to win, aren't they? Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman. Uh, yeah.
2: Another seventy million dollars in money to spend after you sign Kirk Cousins. That's right.
1: Now you have Miles Garrett. Then you add Saquon Bradley Barkley,
2: Chubb.
1: Well, Bradley you go, Chubb. You can go Chubb, right? I think I, I think you do, I think you go Chubb.
2: I would go Barkley and Fitzpatrick. I would go Minka for the back end of that defense. You already got some pressure with I Miles. Now
1: I go both. I go Fitzpatrick.
2: You want to do the Charger thing? And I would Melvin Ingram and, and Joey Bosa. Do. Yeah.
1: And there's the this is a running back rich draft.
2: So you so you do that. Get Geiser Jones in a second. I got gotcha. you. Right. That's it.
1: How about that? I like it. Joe I'm Thomas with, yeah. loves with, yeah. it. What do you think? Sessler gives it a thumbs up.
2: What do you think, Hugh? Uh, it's 1:30 a.m. in uh, in, uh, in uh, Shuless. I coached those guys as hard as I could. I put in a great game plan, and they're just so young. It was very hard for them to execute, but I felt like my game plan was perfect. That is, I mean, perfect. Every week, I had it set up
1: perfectly. Out of context or not, that is the best quote. No one else could have done this job. That is the greatest. No one else could have gotten them. The oh, way. and he believes that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. Spaghetti. Uh, I wish we could get you out to the combine to uh, to do
4: your interviews with people. Yeah, oh, sideline interviews in ba- I'm, I'm at the guy... 1 a.m. Hey, Hugh. Yes, <laughs> I'm the guy that always holds down the fort here. So, what's I the
2: name of Jerry Jones' bus? What does he call it? the the Dallas lady or whatever the the heck the name of it just right just stand outside that bus with a microphone like it's
1: the damn red carpet. One oh, coach you're after a football another fan coming off that bus, that's what I want. Hey, indie fans, you like your pro football? Big week coming up, whether you know it or the not. Best set up shop at uh, at uh, Steak and Shake. That's the other late night venue yep. to, to hit up. Elmos, guys.
2: Harry and Izzy's. Don't but,
1: shake your head, Camp Brown. That uh, Steak and Shake is for real. Don't uh, you're wrong. Don't shake your head at me. Shake your head. Shake it outside these walls. Ken Brown, I mean, Spaghetti, get Kent Brown out of here. That's right. Bunny and I are out of here as well. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you go back and uh, check out all the good stuff, especially the Reggie Wayne uh, interview and uh, some of those segments are uh, are really interesting stuff. All right, for everybody here, including Emma VP, who's uh, off in Boston, we'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, what's it been? it been a thin slice of heaven.
0: Yeah.